When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never really thought about tools until I bought a house in the suburbs. It's like this weird homeowner test if I need a tool for a project and don't have it. And my neighbor Ted loves to give me that look when I ask to borrow a pole saw. A year ago, I didn't even know pole saws existed. And now I gotta borrow one from Ted? What is happening? Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Hey, this is Todd Dammit Kearns from Slash Feature Miles Kane, The Conspirators, and a whole bunch of other stuff. You're listening to Jay Scott, The Hook Rock, The Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Always tune in to hear the good stuff right here. Good evening, everybody. It is Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe, staying healthy. It's a crazy time out there. It's a crazy world. But guess what? We have music. We have rock music to let us escape and go on a journey and forget about the stress and forget about what's going on in the world today. Nonetheless, we continue to bring great conversation, great interviews for you. We have a great band. We have a great interview for you today. We welcome in from Liliac Band, Melody Christia. How are you today, Melody? Yeah, I'm super excited today because um, it's a great day to have a good day. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's always a great day to have a good day, right? I mean, we we, yep. we need a lot of those these days. We really yeah. do. Um, Full of... You know, Full it's of happiness and of course music. Yes, <laughs> yes. Music is always a great place to start for healing, for decompressing, and like I said, to kind of forget about things that are going on and just kind of yep. listen to music and kind of escape. I, I always used to do that. Music was a great babysitter for me when I was a kid. You know, whether yeah. it was you know, Van Halen or Led Zeppelin or Kiss, it was just a way to sit in my room and just escape and just, you know, look at the album covers and read the lyrics and listen to the music. Exactly. Music is like a remedy these days. Um, I would listen to a lot of Dio. I love Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, I've heard that. And I've seen that in other interviews. And we're going to get to that right now because that's always the first question that we ask first-time guests on the show. And that is, what hooked you? Just like every rock song has a great hook or great melody that hooks you on the song a rock band gets hooked on an album a band a performance or a song what hooked you on rock and roll 
Well, it has to be each one of those, and it's by the greatest musician, well, the musician I think in this world, is Ronnie James Dio. I He is my main influence because I love to watch him on stage on um, YouTube. I like to learn his moves. I also love, I love all the songs he sings, and I learn his style, his attitude, and his emotion in every song he puts his singing into. And I just learned from that and put it into my own stuff that we all work together here as a family. How did you get exposed? How were you introduced to Ronnie James Dio? Well, um, first first off, um, my dad started playing um, Dio for the first time in the car. And then I was like, who is that? He sounds cool. And he's like, oh, that's Dio. And then I was like, no way. So and then I started listening to Dio figure out all his albums he had and then I started listening because I had no idea he was in previous bands like Black Sabbath and Rainbow so I started listening to those too and then I started listening to his do-up stuff so yeah watching a lot of his stuff really helped me become a great performer now. I regard Ronnie James Dio as one of the great singers of all time not just in rock but i in, i have to agree with you <laughs> yes i mean he's just got so much like you said emotion in his voice and uh-huh. you know, he really conveys what the vibe is of the song so what was the song exactly. that your father was playing in the car i uh i think it was holy diver and mystery i remember hearing listening to mystery it's always a mystery it's a great song, great song. I I, I yeah. grew up on that music. I still remember, gosh, I think I was nine or ten years old watching MTV, and the video for Rainbow in the Dark came on. And, wow! You know, I was like, "Who is this guy?" And you know, this song is is awesome. You know, Rainbow in the Dark, and it's you know he's on the top of buildings and stuff, and it was yeah. so cool. It was so cool to watch as a kid, and then of course you know. Last in Line came out, and like you said, Mystery. Um, yeah. I know he did the Hearing Aid uh, collaboration yeah, with stars. All, yes. stars. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Ronnie James Dio was gigantic when when I was growing up, and, and, it's, and it's great to hear someone, you know, who is part of the yeah. youth of today really engage in that music and, and absorb it. It's, that's awesome. Yeah. And um, Wendy Dio knows us as well, so that is really cool. She asked if we can uh, play for the Ride for Ronnie okay. when it was open at the time, and we're like, yeah, for sure. Actually, one crazy story, um, when it was the 10th year um, since Ronnie passed away, we were walking to his um, his memorial where he was buried uh, last year, and then we passed by these group of people they, they're wearing all Dio stuff, like Dio masks, and they're wearing glasses and Dio hats. So we thought we thought they were just like, you know, oh, Dio big, Dio fans, you know. We couldn't tell because of the masks. So we waved at them. We passed by them. And then um, someone's like, hey, did you know that was Wendy Dio with uh, Geezer Butler? I was like, no way. So we passed by them. I wish we would have stopped them, but yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really awesome. What, you know, what is your favorite Dio music? I mean, what's, is, do you have a favorite album? Do you have a favorite song? Yeah, well, if I was going to choose my favorite song off of Dio stuff, it would be The Last in Line. 
I really love that song. I know it's like one of the most common songs, but it's the best one out there. Last in line from Dio. That's on awesome. the album. Yeah. Last in line. <laughs> my my favorite is a bit of a deep cut. Um I love the song One Night in the City from Last in Line. Oh yeah, I love that one too. Last in Line album. Yeah. I sing that one almost every day. Yeah, that is a, you know, I remember buying the Last in Line album and of course I bought it because of the song Last in Line. Yeah. And I think we I think We Rock was on there too. And, yeah, the uh, first song. Yeah, and then you know I was I was listening to him as a kid and I'm like, wow, this song One Night in the City is really awesome. So yeah. that was always like One, one- Night in the city. My question to you is after Dio, after being exposed to Dio, what else came after that? Well, actually, before that, I was actually an Aussie person. <laughs> I would listen to Aussie a lot, I would listen to Queen, because that was one of the first bands we got introduced. But after Ronnie James Dio, I do listen to a lot of other bands, like Foreigner. I know there's Van Halen and stuff like that. But I really got stuck into Dio. I really can't get out of it. <laughs> well, hey, you know, we all have our, our favorite bands. I mean, I'm, you know... When I was younger, I was really into Kiss, and then my cousin brought this duffel bag over from California. I live in outside of Chicago, and he brought a duffel bag uh, with all these Led Zeppelin bootlegs. And wow, yeah, that was that was ever since then. I was just, I've just been a huge Zeppelin fan, you know, and and you know you That's have so your cool. moment, you know, you have, like it was like live in '71 from like Stockholm, yeah. Sweden, and you know live in at the LA Forum in '75 or '73. It was just so many bootlegs, and I I just totally connected with the music and the lyrics, and um, I, I totally get it. Like once you get enamored with an artist, you know, like your favorite artist, it's really hard to like, you know, you would listen to other things like I did and as you do, but you always come back to your favorite. Exactly. And talking about Kiss, we were talking about Kiss. We actually been on the Kiss cruise and um, did a three, I think it was like a three days, um, oh, five days tour with Kiss on the cruise. So basically we had a stage and we're playing, opening up for basically Kiss. And we're actually going to go again this year. I believe so, yeah. Well, that's awesome. What's it like? What's it like? You know, being a part of this stuff, whether it's you know the 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 Dio charity function or whether it's the Kiss Cruise. Oh, it's just really awesome because, like, Kiss fans get to know you as well. I actually uh, was right next to Paul Stanley because I entered into his art class, and we all had to paint him, and I painted him. And um, everyone was saying that my painting was best. But, yeah, being involved in all these feels really cool because you feel like you're really part of these bands that um, you always love to listen to while you're growing up. And having the chance to do that is really awesome. Have you ever been starstruck? Like, wow, I can't believe I'm in the presence of this person or or this is so cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um the first time I met Vinny Apathy, the drummer from Dio, also Black Sabbath and other bands, but the first time I met him, I was so starstruck. I was like shaking. And then like, I just like wanted to hug the guy and it was so nice. And then I get to, I get to meet him again and we got to do, I got to do a collab with him 
with Vinny Apathy, Rudy Sarzo, and Michael Angelo Badio. And we got together and performed um, at Go GPS a few songs. Uh, we performed Dio songs, Black Sabbath songs, um, a White Snake song, an Ozzy song, and we even and we actually even performed one of our original songs from Lily X called Nothing. And it was so cool. I get to play with these big people that, you know, Ronnie James Dio played with. Michael Badio is from Chicago, and he used to be um, well. He used to be just be called Michael Badio. Now he's Michael Badio Angelo, I think it is. And and yeah. he was in a band years ago called Holland. And if you ever want to check out a great album, like a, a very rare album, it's called Holland. I think it's Wake Up the Neighborhood or Little Monsters is Ooh. the name of the album. So check that out. That's like when he was really really young. Um, wow. Yeah. I'll so, look into that. Absolutely, and we then. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, we also did one of Michael Video's songs. We did um, Call to Arms. If you haven't heard it. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I, I mean I've, I've known of Michael Badio since I was a young kid, but, I mean, he's just a phenomenal player. And, uh, yeah. Um, you know, he's just he can just shred up and down the fretboard. And then also, uh, Vinny Apice, has mentioned in previous interviews that he played on a John Lennon song, um, which I think is I or I think is "Give Peace a Chance." I want to say he plays on that. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's got a really interesting legacy That's as so well. Cool. Yeah. So you know, it all kind of comes together. I always like it when I hear something in, in an interview or read something that completely surprises me. Like, wow, I didn't know that. That's totally cool. You know. So exactly. So, Liliac obviously is all family, right? And yes. it's it's you know you guys have gained popularity by your music and being you know highlighted on television. What's it like? Uh-huh. What's it like being in a, in a band with your family members? Well, I think it's really cool because, especially nowadays, since there's you know COVID going on, we. If we weren't as a family, it would be hard to get together and rehearse. But since we're here, we see each other every day. We know each other every day. If we fight, we're never going to break up. It's not like, oh, I don't like you anymore. I'm leaving you guys. No, we can't do that. We all live under the same roof. And we have um, that connection, you know. But we don't, we don't really fight that much anymore. We kind of, like, understand each other and work together to make things better in our band and improve a lot more. But yeah, being a family is really cool because um, and in the house we just got, we can finally have our own rehearsal studio down in our basement. So every night we go and rehearse. That is cool. I mean, how do you guys get through those challenges, though? I mean, like you mentioned, you know, every band is different. Every band has a different dynamic, you know, whether it's, you know, two guys that just don't get along whether they grew up in the same neighborhood, whatever it is, you know, you guys obviously grew up in the same house, your, your brother and yep. sister. So when you do have a challenge, when you do have disagreements, how do you guys work that out? Well, usually when you're brothers and sisters, sometimes we apologize, but sometimes it's like, Hey, mom's ordering pizza. Do you want some? And then that's where you make up. It's just like, you know, it's like you kind of are like all the same, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, challenges come, but like they go really fast because we just 
work together and figuring the problems out, but it's really fast. So that's good. That's good. Not, we don't hold a grudge on each other. That's important. It really is. You know, I mean, I, I have siblings too, as well. And you know, you always just got to get over it somehow, some way and just move forward. Yeah. But it's amazing to write music together because knowing that it's your family, not just, you know, people, you know, but your family as a band writing songs for me, it's, it's just amazing. It's like when I watched Felina, the series, I just watched that one, finished it with my family. And it just reminds, it just like reflects, um, so much of like what we have as the series, you know, as Selena had with, you know, Selena Yilosinos. It was really cool. Yeah, that, that is interesting. You know, I mean, I interviewed a band last year and again, you know, this year, uh, Tyler Baker from the band Goodbye June. And they are cousins, um, oh, you know, that cool. kind of grew up together. So, you know, it's it's interesting to hear his perspective and your perspective when, you know, when it involves family, because it is different than most bands. Yep. When you guys are writing music and collaborating, how does that process work? Well, usually when we write songs together, um, it usually starts with Sam. Um, he creates a lot of riffs, and then he comes down to the basement or you know, together as we are in the band. Anyways, so he comes with um, his ideas and then we have to choose which one seems like a really good catchy riff or hook. And then we grow off based on that riff as he comes up with the drums. We might not come up with vocal melodies and lyrics. We all work together on the lyrics. But yeah, um, songwriting, we just all do it together. And when you are writing lyrics, where do you find your inspiration from? Life. (laughs) Poems. I like to read and I would write my own poems. And sometimes I would, when I write a song, I would think of like a story. And then I would write it in such a poetic way, um, according to what we choose the topic to be about for that song. Sometimes it just comes in right away, all the lyrics, but sometimes it takes a long time because you get writer's block and you're like, oh, I can't come up with anything. But um, we we get there. But, yeah, basically um, just life things that happen, um, sometimes from movies, books, um, shows, um, or personal things as well. I and am- bands. Sure. You know, this has been a tough year for a lot of people, a lot of musicians. Um, Exactly. How has the creative process been? I know I've talked to some musicians where, you know, they haven't had any problem. They're able to tap into that well of creativity and others have struggled because they are living kind of the same life every day. They're not doing much, you know, anything much different on a daily basis. So it is a bit of a challenge. How have you found you know, inspiration through this mess that we're in right now? Well, um, my dad always says um, to be strong and always hope for the better day because there is, you just have to fight, you know. But um, during this last year, we were actually working on our um, Queen of Hearts album, our second album we just released not too long ago. So it, it wasn't so hard for us even though we didn't have a lot of shows throughout the year we only had I think 
two or three. But um, but um, during that time, we uh, were writing the our Queen of Hearts album and released it, and it made I think um, number twenty nine on um, iTunes on I think greatest album, rock album or album. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Rock chart. Yeah, that's awesome. When you when you are, I mean, you know, the pandemic is a reality for everyone. Exactly. You know? And you know, is it is it difficult when you're writing about something that is a difficult experience, right? You're you told you talk about writing about life. When you're when you're writing music about a topic that, you know, is difficult, is it hard to tap into that, you know, when you're writing or whether it's a poem or whether it's a song? Um, I think it really depends, but um, the music usually tells us to what we should write about, and we did write a song that is very similar to what's been going on. It's called We Fight, We Fall, so it's about, you know, um, basically, we fight, we fall, <laughs> trying to be strong throughout this whole battle, so... Yeah, trying to be strong for each other, you know. I mean, that's that's one exactly. of the, one of the big things, you know, about caring about your neighbor and caring about the people around yeah. you. Um, Even though we um, might lose it all, but we still keep going. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's just an interesting dynamic. I love hearing the answer of you know when when people write music and how they are able to connect with an experience that maybe wasn't pleasant. Um, and having yeah. to write that and having to sing about that because, you know, usually when you have a, a, a difficult experience, you want to forget about it. You want to move on. You want to do something that, you know, makes it a, a distant memory. But as, as a yeah. musician, as a songwriter, you know, you do write about those things. And, you know, yeah. and you it's also kind of like something you can cope with. And then you never know. That could be like the greatest hit. And then you have to sing it for the rest of your life. And you remember it for the rest of your life. That is odd, isn't it? I mean, that is really, you know, other other people determine what the song means to them, right? I mean, you know, people always exactly. have that. But here you are every night having to sing that and relive an experience that maybe was uncomfortable. Exactly. That is something that not you know, a lot of a lot of people appreciate. You know, that's that's a difficult thing. I'm, I I can imagine. Yeah, but it could also help with putting your emotion to it. If you remember it, you can bring back that emotion you had. And when you perform it, sing it, people could actually feel that. Because yeah. that's what people want to do. They want to feel the songs you write. Like, wow, she or he actually went through those things. I want to feel it too because I am going through those things as well. And I also imagine too, as, as you as you get older and you evolve as a person, when you are singing a song that maybe meant something to you or was a difficult experience, as you get older and experience more things, you're able to kind of maybe understand the situation probably a lot better. Exactly. Yeah. So moving forward as, you know, as you guys, as, as 2021 begins, what do you guys, what are the plans for Liliac? Well, is right now um we are trying to get more touring dates hopefully we see like a lot of places are starting to open up so we're hopefully to get booked there and um we're planning to put out more covers to build up more of our fan base get more people um to recognize us because they could like songs that we have out but, and there could be people who don't like them but if we put songs they do like 
more people would just gather around and just get to know us. And then when we go out with shows, it would be um, probably sold out. But yeah. And then probably, of course, write more music, more songs, start working on our third album, <laughs> and just progress as a band. What's it like progressing, you know, with this band? I mean, obviously your popularity is growing each day and more people are being exposed to you. What's that feeling like? I mean, is, is there, you know, is it is it fun? Is there more pressure? What's that like for you guys? For me, it's, um, it's both. It's really fun to see that we're growing and that like, oh my gosh, we can fuck bigger shows and more people are going to come and listen to us. But it's also a lot of pressure because People expect so much more in such a little time. It's really hard. But, like, again, we always pull through. You know, one of the things that I like to talk about with a lot of artists that come on my show is the state of rock music. And, you know, we hear artists such as Gene Simmons say, you know, rock is dead. It's not dead. We all know that. It's, it continues to be played by the youth like you guys and, and bands yeah. and new and up and coming bands. But I, I do understand if he's talking about the relevancy of rock. Rock has kind of taken a back seat for a long time. And I think, yeah. you know, a lot of new rock music, you guys included, are going to be part of that resurgence and, a, and are going to be part of, you know, the new wave of rock that I call it. I know some people use the term new wave of classic rock. I think Classic rock yeah. is that gives that connotation of dad's music or mom's music, where I think you know the new wave of rock is more appropriate. Um, but it's just interesting to see this wave of all these bands coming, and I, I also believe too when you talk about the kids today that are listening to music, kids always thrive with angst and anger when they're being exposed to rock music. Rock music needs that angst and anger from the youth to really be successful, you know? And I think if something good out of something bad comes out of the pandemic, I think it is that angst, you know, because kids are just sitting around these days and kind of doing the same thing. They're frustrated. They can't have any fun. It's difficult. And now here comes rock music with all these bands like Liliac and others that are just creating this whole scene. How do you guys feel about it? What's your perspective? Well, yeah, well, um, I, I agree with you saying, um, somehow rock is coming at back, but in a different way, not as we expected, like, oh, everybody's going to listen to the classics now, but, um, like a lot of these, um, artists nowadays are starting to do their, like, sometimes cover and sometimes create their own new way of rock, which is kind of like a hybrid from today's music. But um, I feel like um, it, it could be also a help to help a lot of other kids, teenagers, or even adults um, open up and hear the classic stuff, all the classic rock. And that's what we want to show. Like, we're a part of this whole rock and roll community. So, yeah, of course, aggression it can be put into it. Ronnie would say something like that. Like it's the it's the it's the time to just go out and, like you said, escape for a while. You know, from this world when you listen to these kinds of music. I think rock and roll, out of any other genre, really does offer that escape, right? I mean, I, I honestly do. Yeah. Like you could just like be laying down and floating in your room and just imagine you're in a whole different world. 
Yeah, especially, you know, I mean, when you when you think back of like the classics and you think back of, you know, where new rock is going, you know, outside of 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 rock and roll, there really isn't a genre of music that allows an escape. It, you know, it doesn't happen really with pop music. Exactly. You know, I, I don't know if it happens with hip hop or rap because that's more about, you know, the, the inner city. And, and, and yeah. you know, I, I, I think people listen to that stuff. But I don't know if people are escaping to that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, whereas rock, when you take, you know, the band like Dio and Dio's in Rainbow and Black Sabbath and he's, you know, yeah. s- you know, he's singing about, you know, whatever he's singing about in, in you know, his, his lyrics are, are kind of tell a story. Um, yeah. You know, you really do, you know, go into that escape. You go into that journey in rock. And, and I think once the youth is exposed to that, I mean, because you guys are, 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 are all young, right? So, you know, you guys, you know, what was it you know, for you now outside of Dio and outside of some of the bands you mentioned, you know, where, where do you guys get your music? How do you guys absorb your new music when there's new bands and where do you find it? Like, um, what do you mean exactly? Well, like what, you know, I mean, like when you're looking for music, right? When you're, you know, on a, a streaming platform or you're on YouTube and you go down that rabbit hole where oh, you're, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, we have a lot of friends, like not young friends, but like a lot of friends that know this music while they're growing up. So they would always share it to us. So we would discover more about these bands, that band back in the day, mm-hmm. those bands back in the day. And then we'll just like, I would listen to all, like, we have this one friend, called, um, his name is Dan, and he would send us so many songs from back in the days that I didn't even heard, but it's, like, it's all the, like, classic rock and metal songs. And what about, it's really cool. and what about, like, new music, right? I mean, there, you know, I mean, what, what other bands or what other musicians have caught your ear, you know, when you, when you hear stuff? Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of new, new um, musicians out there um i have to think i know there's greta van fleet is a good one um hailstorm and there is a volbeat and i know there's a lot but i i kind of can't remember their names That's fine. but That's fine. yeah yeah and and you know when you are you know performing and you are playing you know um you know what are you know what are some of the things that you look for in terms of influence and how you perform? Um, well, what influenced me to do better on stage is well, the like, crowd and track. Well, how, how do you, you know, where do you find your inspiration to, you know, I mean, obviously there's the influence of music and there's the influence mm-hmm. of performance. So when you're performing, you know, who do you look to in terms of, you know, videos that you see or artists that you see that... Oh. Ronnie James Dio. So Ronnie, Ronnie also with performing too. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie James Dio with performing. I would like, I like to spin my uh, my stand like he does when he performs live, and his stance. I do all that. His hands motions. I love to do that as well. He was but a great yeah. performer. Yeah, absolutely. He was he a was. great talker. What is your favorite era of his music? Is it Rainbow? Is it is it Sabbath, is it Dio? You know, where do you, you know, where do you like to 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 listen to, or where do you like to find, you know, his music in in, in what you like? That is super tough because I uh, I love all of it. Um, 
I love all of it. Sometimes I have like my phases where like like one month I mostly listen to Rainbow, the other month I mostly just listen to Sabbath with him, the other month mostly just Dio, and then one month his do up stuff. You know, I I I just like all of it. It's too hard to choose, but I do know what songs are my favorite. But um, I really love to watch him live and every band he was in because he is the same person but he has like it's i don't know how to say it <laughs> well he has a, probably a you know a different type of presence with each band you know yeah I mean, which he's one he has a different presence but it was him you knew it was him i i really like his sabbath stuff you know mob rules and heaven and hell you know yeah. really where you know I mean, I, my favorite song from when he was with um black sabbath was uh, is um, Children of the Sea. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I also uh, love his uh, Humanizer album too. That's a great. My favorite song off of that one is I. I is a great tune, and I also like the song Voodoo. Voodoo is a great tune. Yeah, yeah, I like that one too. I play that one on the bass. Now, obviously, you know he did inspire you in terms of you know hearing his music and listening to him, you know, and wanting to sing, you know. Where was the urge, you know, was there, an, was there, I should ask this this way, was there an immediate urge for you to want to perform, to be on stage, or was it just that you liked his music, and how did that evolve to you guys becoming a band and performing? Well, um, before I get to that, like, every weekend um, for, um, I believe, five years, our dad would take us, and we would all, you know, break sweat and perform at the Santa Monica Pier for uh, three to um, six hours sometimes during the summertime. We would perform every single weekend at the Santa Monica Pier. And so we build our confidence from, uh, to sing, to perform to a crowd. But we've always been performing since we were little. And finding our influences came along the way. And I feel that really helped the shape to where we are now. You know, when you talk about your family and you talk about the music that you guys listen to, um, when you discovered Dio, was your siblings also into rock? You know, was there, was it all kind oh, of yeah. a collective thing at once? Or did someone, you know, did your older brother start first? And how did that all happen? We all did it together. We all did it together because um, it was actually first, my dad started listening to rock and then presented it to us. And so we all just listened to it all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, amazing. I mean, you know, your brother and your, is a phenomenal guitar player. The rest of the band are phenomenal musicians. And it's just, it's awesome that you guys all kind of are taking this journey together. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> when you're writing, I mean, I know you have some of your art on the website and you talked about, you know, writing poetry, comparing yeah. it to music, comparing it to the art of music. How does that inspire you? How do you get, how do you go on those journeys as compared to music? Uh, the journey is like my other hobbies. Well, like your art that you you know have on the website that's for sale. You talked about writing poetry. I mean, obviously, you get inspired by music from what we talked about. Oh, yeah, what, you definitely. Know, what, uh, yeah. Like while I paint, I listen to a lot of music, and then like listening to music, like my brush just like 
uh, carries on with the songs, make the whole um, adventure. And then I create this piece of artwork and it's just like, you know, magical. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do you, I mean, but what do you, what are the differences in the journey, right? You have your music, you've got your poetry and you have your art. You know, they all have to, you know, satisfy different senses that you have or different types of emotions. And how are they different, but how are they also the same? Well, they're all the same because while I do my other hobbies, I listen to music. But different is, um, it's different hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, painting, I was self-taught. So I learned it all on my own. And um, so I have, I know there's uh, famous painters back in like a long, long time ago, like, you know, Da Vinci and stuff like that. But I never studied a lot of their works. I usually just, it just all came from my mind, most of my artwork. I didn't really copy or got inspired from anyone. So I would say that's the only inspiration into my artwork was from music because I can see it through the song. Because they do offer, you know, different emotions, right? You know, and and do you approach them all the same, you know, in terms of what what you want to say with each form of art? They're all different. I mean, I paint different things. They have different meanings. So, yeah, they're pretty much different. It's interesting, but you know, it's just you know, because you know, singing and obviously is is such a um, a visual a visual um, form of art for an audience to yeah. see, right? For an audience to exactly. see, exactly. So, and and obviously the lyrics are connecting emotionally. You know, with poetry, uh-huh. it's more personal, I would imagine, right? I mean, it's more, um, you know, yeah. In, in, People- in the- yeah, I was going to say people can take it into their own perspective. Also with seeing an artwork, you know, but like when they read something, listen to something, it, it really means something to them. Yeah. Do you ever find with your, with, you know, the art that you're doing, one inspires something else? You know, does, does the song inspire art? Does the art inspire a song? Do you ever find that? Uh, mostly, I think it's the song that inspires the art. Um, sometimes it, it could be the art that inspires the song, but um, like I could I could make a painting, and then from that painting, I write a few lyrics to put in a song. But um, most of the time, it's from the song I can create something. I see, I picture an image in my mind, and then I paint it. So yeah, you have like this image or energy that you feel, right? And then you, exactly. you know, that's, that's really cool. Um, as we close here, as we close down the interview, what is, you know, obviously, you know, there's going to be touring and, and music coming out, but what really is the goal for Liliac here in 2021? What do you guys want to accomplish? Well, we want to accomplish getting out there a lot more um, exposure, getting a lot of fans to get to know us, more people to uh, listen to our music, put more music out, and, of course, touring. So basically, the whole shebang. What, in terms of music, what can we expect? What can Liliac fans expect from you guys this year? 
they can expect um, heavy rock and roll. <laughs> heavy rock and roll. I mean, is there heavy is there, rock and roll? Well, that's 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 great. You know, I mean, that's what we all want. But I mean, how much music do you think is going to be coming out? I think a lot of music is going to be coming out. We're focusing on putting a lot of covers out to get more people drawn into Liliac, and then we're going to put more original songs and then start going out there and play them to everyone. You know, I, I just thought of an, a, another question, too. You know, you guys are very um, visual, too, as well, in terms of the, the, yeah. the, the imagery. Um, where does that all come from? Like, how do you guys, you know, how do you tap into that? Well, it all comes from the hair because we have really long hair. <laughs> And we like to headbang, so and swing our hair back and forth. Absolutely. But um, stage presence—it's um, something you definitely learn. You practice. It's something you have to um, understand and react to how the crowd reacts. So you have to kind of, you know, get the crowd to understand what you're saying. Because if you don't, it's just going to be dead silence. Mm-hmm. But um, besides just talking, the stage presence. You have to mostly be yourself, but we also have great influence that helps us move around, show show people who we are, and yeah. When you know, because people listen with their ears as well as with their eyes too, as well. You know, so you know, you guys really offer you know the senses, you know, all the senses, you know, to be satisfied, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, you yep. think of when you go see kiss or you go see Ozzy I mean there's things going on there's visual aspects of a show that people find interesting as as well as the music um and that's a really cool dynamic to have is that you guys are just as you know as visually artistic as you guys are musically when you you know when you are you know writing music do you have you know a, a visual of how you want to portray a song or or the story that you want to tell when you're on stage yeah. And how does that come? I mean, like, is that, is that just, you know, you're, you're, as you're writing the song, the visual comes or when it all comes together, the visual comes, is it, you know, how does that uh, work? When it all comes together and sometimes, um, um, when you listen to a song and you get deep into it, you can create the story in your mind, create that emotion for that particular part and that, that story you're creating in your song. And then you bring it out through your performance. That's great. That's awesome. Well, Melody, I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you doing the interview. It's been great. It's been yeah, great getting Thank to know you, you guys. Yeah. Um, once again, everybody, I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. That's Melody Christia from hey, hey, hey. <laughs> from Lily Hawk Band and. Catch them. You can visit their website at liliacband.com. You can catch them on social media. They are part of the new wave of rock that's coming, that is here and ready to kick your behind. So check them out. There she goes. So take care, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk again soon. Thank you.
Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh, yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and oh, now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.